0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Uh, welcome back to the Sporting Capital. All tied up at John Kane Arena uh, into the third quarter, seven minutes to play. In fact, Kings have just gone ahead by three, courtesy of a three-pointer uh, from Adams. So 50-47 to 47 at the moment. Kings over the Phoenix uh, in a tight one. Really looking forward to Saturday night. Uh, one of the great rivalries in the NBL is Melbourne United and the Perth Wildcats. Of course, it was Melbourne United victorious. Uh, in last year's Grand Final Series. uh, The Wildcats' last title win was over Melbourne United so there is uh, a really really strong rivalry. We've been speaking about rivalries for a lot uh, during the show throughout the course of the evening and this is one of the best ones in the NBL and there's uh, a little bit more extra to play for. Not that they need it, professional athletes but uh, with Jesse Wagstaff, the captain uh, playing his 400th game. uh, Just Ricky Grace sitting above him in games played. I think he scored the second or third most three-pointers for for the Perth Wildcats in their illustrious history. So when your name sits with names like that, then you are a great of your club. And Mitch Norton's been good enough to jump on the phone to pay tribute to Jesse Wagstaff to pump up this game at Saturday night, John Kane Arena, before the Wildcats are finally able to head home from what we're hearing today. Mitch Norton, hello to you.
0: G'day, how you
1: doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Um, I'm starting to read bits and pieces that Perth teams are... going to be able to head home soon. What's the latest that you guys understand with um, what's to come for you after Saturday night?
0: Yeah, we uh, we've obviously heard that as well. Um, To be honest, we haven't exactly got a date that we're looking to return. Um, At the moment, we've still got, you know, a couple of games scheduled on the road um, until probably the end of February. So we're looking to pretty much be based here in Melbourne um, until then. Uh, And then after that, we're not exactly sure what the go is. So um, right now, we're kind of just focused on what we can control, and that's that's us stepping foot on the basketball court.
1: Mitch, for those who don't know, how long have you guys been on the road for?
0: So we left home uh, 27th of December. Um, wow. So we got to spend Christmas with our families before taking off. Um, and, yeah, we kind of haven't really seen them since because... Um, You know, it wasn't like we couldn't get our families out here. You know, Perth are supportive in in all that stuff and trying to make us feel as comfortable as we can. Um, But our partners wouldn't have been allowed back into the state. So, um, yeah, it was obviously challenging for a lot of people. Um, Everyone's situation is different. Um, So, yeah, it it has been There's definitely some good days and some bad. But uh, I'm lucky we've got a really good group of guys, fantastic support staff, and a very understanding coaching staff as well. So um, it's kind of made things as, as easy as we can.
1: How do you manage it, Mitch? I mean, we, we, we hear, I mean, we've had a lot of people listening to us that are fly in, fly out, that that, that for their work are, are away. Um, but this isn't what your normal existence uh, is like. So to have been away from home since a couple of days after Christmas, um, that's a substantial amount of time to be living out of a, a suitcase and being away from family and and loved ones. How do you manage it? How does the club manage it? How do you all support each other? Um, being
0: in a, a sporting environment, we're very goal-oriented and, you know, you have a date where the game's going to be played and you work to that date. And, um, we kind of had that when the borders were going to open on February. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It got moved last minute. So um, for the goalpost to move, kind of not too far away from when you're going to be heading home was a uh, very disappointing to hear. Um, obviously, that's well above our pay grade to, to make comments and, and everything like that. So for us, you know, every guy, every guy treats it differently. We're, we've got a pretty young group, so um, there's a fair few gaming consoles floating around. Um, so, you know, that takes up a fair bit of time. We've got backgammon, chess, pretty much everything you can think of um, floating around to kill some time. And And other than that, um yeah, I guess just communicating and getting to know your teammates has kind of been, I guess, a positive out of this situation.
1: Uh, and you guys have got one of the the most well-defined and well-established cultures within any sporting organization in the country. We know that, you know, 35 years in a row, incredible success, more championships than, than any other uh, NBL franchise. How important is it when the days start to roll into the days and, yep, you've got games and training to be able to break it up, but sometimes there's a little extra bit of incentive and motivation that can come to a game. So how big is this occasion for you guys as a team and as an organisation for Jesse Wagstaff, who's a five-time champion, to be playing game number 400? It's a a special occasion, I would imagine, for the club.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, For anyone to play 400 games in the NBL is, you know, an amazing achievement, let alone for one club. Um, You know, there's plenty of guys that have probably wanted... Wanted to do that. Um, clubs have folded and, and things like that. So uh, it's kind of been taken out of their hands. But to, to, for Jesse to make the move to Perth back when he did, um, play all those games and pretty much play a season worth of finals games, really, um, you know, is quite incredible. And when you think about the Wildcats and, you know, their culture and DNA and everything like that, um, Jesse Wagstaff definitely has his fingerprints all over it. You know, he's he's probably the eldest guy on our team, but he's the first in the weight room, first in the gym, getting shots up on a day off when he's got a family, he's got three kids, and and you know studies and has three degrees as well. So uh, I I don't know how he has more hours in the day than anyone else, but um you know he manages to get it done. And and yeah, like I said, when I think of Perth Wildcats, I think of uh, one man, and that's Jesse Wade stuff.
1: The uh, It's beautifully said. Um, I was reading that Matty Knight, uh, former teammate of seven seasons with Jesse, he really was fired up about the fact that uh, Jesse wasn't included in the best 10 ever to play in the 40-year history of, of the Perth Wildcats. And um, from what we know about Jesse Wagstaff, he'd never been a guy to make it all about him. But were you, did, were you able to glean any disappointment from him about not getting into that 10 or has it barely raised an eyebrow with him? <laughs> um,
0: Jesse's not really big on social media so he had kind of no idea he'd come out <laughs> um, so no you know like you said Wags is, is, he's never been about that um, I don't think he ever will be um, as long as he gets to uh, step foot on a basketball court with you know 10 of his best mates um, he's a very happy man and you know to say that he's done it for a number of years and you know won six championships and, and 400 games is something that um, I think he'll he'll remember for the rest of his life and and all the members and fans back in Perth will, will do so also.
1: Oh, I love that when he was asked about it, Jesse said, yeah, I don't see a spot for me on that team. <laughs> so it's a non-event <laughs> for me personally. Oh, very understated. Um, but the other great part of Saturday night is going to be, and we've been talking about rivalries uh, and, and how, do we, how well do we promote them um, in sport now? The rivalry between Perth Wildcats and Melbourne United is as real as it gets. Uh, what does that rivalry mean to you?
0: Yeah, it's it's um you know, it's a very healthy rivalry. Um you've got players all over the floor that have that have had fantastic careers, um, both in Australia, overseas, you know, you name it, they've uh they've done it. So it's um it's gonna be a very entertaining matchup. Obviously, you know, we've had a couple of battles in grand final series and what like and things like that. So um I'm really looking forward to obviously getting there to John Kane and, and playing in front of a big crowd.
1: When it comes to the, the build-up to them, do you, as a player, and because they can, there's oftentimes intensity and there's verbal and there's things said and, and these rivalries are built off hard-fought, close contests, you guys have played, won and lost championships against each other, when you asked about them... Are you a straight bat kind of guy, or do you think that there is a place for the players to talk up the rivalry and to say, "Yeah, we don't really like these guys very much, and we can't wait to wipe the floor with them. How do you view that <laughs> that that theatrical element to a build up to a rivalry game
0: i mean i'm I'm a pretty straight bat kind of guy, <laughs> um but I know there's certainly guys out there that that would love to get out there and speak their mind and and um you know, I think some of them do. Uh, which is I think again is great for the game, great for the media, and everything like that, so um, for me, I think just going up against Delhi is going to be something that's that mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, um you know, watching him play for a number of years, and you know the things he's achieved with the boomers team um you know is unbelievable, and I think it's pretty cool that he's back in the n b l and and you know playing for melbourne and and yeah, it's something that i'm probably going to pinch myself um I think Jesse will as well, I think he might be the only guy running around in the NBL wearing delis. So um, <laughs> it's, going to be a, it's going to be an interesting match-up.
1: Uh, <laughs> Surely we're and not going to get what, what was it. What was that back in the day where a player decided to try and sledge Michael Jordan and he just looked down and said, whose shoes are you wearing, mate? <laughs> I
0: don't think he said <laughs> yeah. mate,
1: but so we're going to have a moment yeah. like that where Jesse might have something to say to deli. He's going to say, whose shoes are you I, wearing?
0: I don't think so. I know he's running low on his stash of delis, so he might be hitting <laughs> him up for a pair, I think.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, Speaking of Mitch Norton from the Perth Wildcats, Mitch, the the team top of the ladder at the moment, we should never be surprised that a Perth team is is sitting at the pointy end uh, of the ladder. The combo of Vic Law and Bryce Cotton, I mean, how reassuring. I mean, that's as good as any um, electric blanket, um, you know, that, that is the greatest safety net, I think, in basketball at the minute, isn't it? You've got two out of the top three scorers uh, in the competition. Um, and I think the secondary part of that is you guys, though, know that you don't have to rely on them. Vic Law had a quiet night uh, against um, South East Melbourne. you still got the win coming back from a fair way behind. But how confident are you every time you step out with those two guys in the in the scoring vein that they're in?
0: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, I know... A lot of you know the other guys, myself included. Um, you know you can kind of get caught just sitting back and just watching and admiring what those two guys can do, um, and then you realize, oh, I might actually have to help them out here <laughs> and uh, you know play some basketball myself. So um, I guess with that comes you know challenges again. You know trying to rely on guys heavily. Um, you know across forty minutes, let alone. You know, game by game, and and you know, if you make it to the playoffs, then in series. So, um, for us, it's it's you know, making sure that you know they they do have a lot of responsibility on the team. They they got to make plays and things like that. But it's the other guys that um, when their numbers called or or things aren't going away for Bryce and and Vic that um you know we can step up and do so. And I think that's what was so impressive about our our victory over Southeast um, was you know Todd Blanchfield. I think got on the scoreboard, which is something that's very rare in his, you know, long career. Mm. Um, and Vic kind of had a quiet night as well. But, um, you know, you saw the emergence of Luke Travers and, and things like that, which, um, you know, obviously take a bit of scoring pressure off those guys.
1: I was going to ask you about Luke Travers before I let you go. That I, I commentated that game and... Uh, we were blown away by his all-round game. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling, and I'm just trying to jog my memory here, it might have been a career high in terms of points, but he did it on the glass. He did it with assists. He did it defensively. He was finding his range for three. I think he'd been below 10% for three before that game, but he had the confidence to take his shots. And he made, for me, it looked like a statement game for him. He is a real talent and there's a reason why he's in uh draft calculations for the NBA.
0: Yeah, no doubt. He's um you know, his his talent has never been questioned. You know, he's got all the tools to go on and be an, an unbelievable player at the next level and I think um just that confidence that he had stemmed from a really good week of training. I think he said it in his press conference, um, you know, the week was you know a successful one for him in terms of, you know, focusing on his shot and Not just that, but his defense as well. And I think you know when you when you put a lot of pressure on, you know, whether you make or miss uh, a shot, you know, that can take away from you know some of the major attributes of his game. And that's defensively and getting into the paint and finding teammates. So um, it was fantastic to see him knock a few threes down. Uh, I know we have all the confidence in the world in him, um, and it's good to see him kind of go out there and just reward himself for for the hard work he's put in.
1: I've done you a favour here because we're just about plumb out of time and I haven't been able to ask you about Matty Hodgson. It's a two-week suspension now. How's he travelling? Is he okay? Is he simmered down?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's all good. He's all good to go.
1: (laughs) Nicely done. I've looked after you there, Mitch Norton. I've really looked after you there. We've run out of time and you don't have to answer that one. Hey, mate, enjoy Saturday night. It's a big occasion for the club. Jesse Wagstaff's 400 against the old rival, Melbourne United. Can't wait for it. Thanks for your time tonight.
0: Thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, He's a very good man. Mitch Norton, two-time champion with the Perth Wildcats. Uh, And he's 100% right. That matchup between him and Matthew Delavidova, two blokes, tougher than old boots, harder than cats' heads, will be going head-to-head, which will be great to see. We'll be calling that game on SEN on Saturday night. Looking forward to that.
0: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. ba 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 Available after ten thirty AM for a limited time only.